Welcome to the Salon Crowd podcast. I'm Matilda Heather, here with Emerald Florence, and we are salon owners discussing all things life and business. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are on episode three of the Salon Crowd. I'm Matilda. I'm here with Emerald. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about mum guilt um, and all the things that come along with that. Um, Now, I just wanted to put it out there that Emerald is a mother of two and I am a mother of a cat. So we're going to talk about what gets to, what is mum guilt? Why we have mum guilt? Why I don't have current children? And all those things, how to balance everything. So Emerald, mum guilt, is it a thing? Oh my God, it's like a thing that as soon as you pop out a baby, that's it, you've got mum guilt. No really? matter what you do, you just feel guilty about everything. I mean, maybe just because I'm quite an anxious person anyway, so I worry about pretty much everything. But yeah, mum guilt was definitely so, real. Obviously, you had your babies quite young. Yeah. You were 20, right? Yeah, 20 when I had Ethan. I've just found out what secondary school he's going to. Blows my mind my child is going to be going to secondary school. (laughs) So, obviously, owning a business and, I mean, I gather every mother out there has has some level of mum guilt, whether it's um, not being home for bath time because you're at work or... It's just, it's, so for example, today, prime example, so obviously in lockdown, kids are homeschooling, we're at home all the time, you know, and I have put my work on the back burner. So obviously I can't physically do clients, but it's a great time for me to overhaul admin stuff, my course materials, all that kind of thing. And I thought, you know what, I'm really going to try and get some work done. I mean, bearing in mind, we've been at home for quite a while now, and I thought I really do need to get some stuff done. And um, so I'm trying to kind of do a little bit of homeschooling, but you kind of feel like, in a minute, okay, hang on a second, let me just finish this. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, I feel really guilty. You know, you just feel bad because you haven't given them 100% of your attention and your time. And then you feel re- like a bad parent because you haven't given them that. But I think I think everybody has it. And I think it is healthy for them to know that sometimes they have to wait and they can't always have all of your attention, but it doesn't stop you from feeling guilt about it. Right. And when you've got to work and they've got something important... I try, this is the the joy of being your own boss, is I'm I'm pretty good, and my husband is actually really flexible with work as well, that we will always try and take that time off. But as my business has grown, and I've been, say, booked up for months in advance, like sometimes, you know, at one point I was booked up for nine months in advance, and we get told on the Monday that on Friday the kids have got a celebration assembly, they've won an award for being a star student or whatever, and the parents can go before COVID times, obviously, and watch them get their award. And I, it would always be when I was working, and I couldn't contact a client that had been booked in for nine months ago. Oh, I'm really sorry, I can't do your appointment, actually, because I have to go to an assembly. That mum guilt is the worst. Right. See, my theory, right, I mean, obviously, I don't have children, but... 
are the kids ever going to remember that you weren't at that assembly getting their gold star award? Like, do they actually remember that? I don't know. See, I think that's another thing you worry as a parent. Like, are they going to remember that? Am I going to mess my kids up? Like, you just feel (laughs) it's like this constant state. I mean, maybe it's just me. Other mums might be listening to this podcast and be like, all right, love, calm down. But, you know, you do. You worry about a lot of stuff. But surely just keeping them alive and, like, putting a roof over their head and... Maybe bathing them and clothing them is probably like the essentials. Yeah. Like if you've done that, surely everything. No. So (laughs) my little boy went for a play date and the mum said to me, I mean, this was probably just before like COVID time, I think it was. So what's that like a year ago now? Um, And she said to me, she was chatting to my little boy and said something about mummy working. And he was like, no, mummy doesn't work. And I was like, okay. And actually, excuse me, hun. But I quite liked it because it, it made me realise I drop him off every morning, I finish in time to pick him up and yeah. then either daddy takes over and I go back to work or whatever, but he sees me there being present and in his brain, mummy doesn't work. And I thought, actually, I, I quite like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously I wanted him to see me going out and earning, you know, a living and, and learning that side of it, but... I quite liked it. I quite liked that he he said, oh, no, mum doesn't have a job. Well, that, I mean, that's good. Oh, that obviously, you know, shows that your presence there, it does make a difference. Um, I mean, so say, for example, you know, like, OK, so I'm one of eight children. OK, so my parents are divorced and my father owned a business when I was growing up. He owned a very successful cocktail bar and bath um, and... When I got to see him was going to his bar after school. Probably really unsociable hours as well, wouldn't that line of Really unsociable. And the thing is, because there's so many of us as well, he couldn't have all of us at the same time. I mean, he had six out of those eight. He couldn't have us all at the same time. But I just remember cherishing every kind of moment of that sort of weekend with him. Or he'd take me to football because I played football when I was a kid. And he was like the number one supporter. But like when it would be my, okay, I'm going to sound so terribly bath now. When it was my nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my nanny, my stepdad, my mum. I didn't really bat an eyelid because they were there all the time. It, it was like, I, I just remember really loving seeing my dad. You just don't really dad. notice, do you? No, you don't. And I, and I don't think that, it, I don't think for me it, it messed me up in any way of not seeing him as much as maybe full-time parent would see Do you know, I child. think you're right. I think I think you overanalyze it too much actually as the mm. parent. I was just grateful that he was there. Do you know what I mean? Like he wanted to be there, but running a company with seven, eight, sorry, he had six, six kids whilst having a bar and restaurant. It's full on. It's full on. I'm you from know? a big family, so I'm from a family of five. Mm. And I'm from a farming family, grew up on a farm my entire life. And my dad obviously was working 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. Like animals need to be fed Christmas Day. He's still out there. And I never I never noticed. And I, I never, yeah. I knew obviously he was busy. I knew he was doing stuff, but I never, like you say, I've never thought about this until this very moment. But yeah. Yeah, I, you don't, you don't kind of really cry notice. or... or or moan about it I no. don't know it's just the way it was yeah so that's what I'm thinking I think uh, maybe a lot of parents a lot of mums maybe go a little bit hard on themselves about those yeah. sort of things yeah I mean I obviously haven't experienced mum guilt I don't think you can technically count being a cat mum <laughs> the same uh, cats I, own you I don't know if you know that know. but <laughs> she definitely does they Margo. just do whatever they want to do I know bless her but you know I just I just think you know I, I have a lot of clients who talk about um you know, the mum guilt that they get or 
you know, they feel like they're doing something wrong or or even, I, I mean, we should call it dad guilt as well. Because yeah. the men are, very, you know, fathers are very much involved in this as well. Um, I think that's probably where I have found it a little bit easier is my husband is very hands-on. He's mm-hmm. a very hands-on dad and his job is very flexible. So I'm lucky that, yeah. you know, he can kind of take well, over. We're lucky to have a partner as well. Because yeah. there's a lot of single mums out there who, you know, I know an incredible girl who has three young children, including a newborn, and she works um, and takes care of her children on her own. Yeah, blows my mind. At, I think I mean, so much respect. right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that must be... Because, obviously, when you have a partner, you have a husband who is very hands-on, you can hand over sometimes as well, can't you? You can hand over the responsibility of the kids. But what do you do if you're a single parent? I know, it's hard. You know, that, that must be... I mean, I, I gather they're probably going, brilliant, get it to the granny as soon as yeah, possible yeah. because it's so full-on all the time. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm imagining all of this because I personally haven't had children yet. I'm 32. I do plan to have kids. But to be honest, the reason why I haven't is because I opened a company. You've been focusing on the Foc- business. Yeah, focusing on that and... I had other, I have other priorities first, you know, I'd like to buy a, a home, hopefully in the next few months, renovate that, and then possibly have children, you know, and I'm not married. Um, you know, it's just we have different, how do you think, how are you going to slot it in? How are you going to? Well, people say, oh, there's no right time to have a baby, right? And and a lot, of, and I would say this about business, like, okay, there's not a right time to have a baby, there is a wrong time to have a baby. Yeah. That's my theory on it. And um, I think for me, once the company can kind of run itself, yeah, that's, I mean, it will it ever run itself, but you know what I mean, to a certain when extent. When you feel like you're ready to be able to take a step back, there will probably yeah, come a day where it just feels right for mm. you to take a step back yeah. and you can go, okay, I've got a team I trust. I can take a step back for a little bit. You'll yeah. probably find... I think when you own a company, you never just 100% go, right, that's it. See you later. I'll see you in nine months when I come back off maternity leave. You will probably have a shorter maternity leave or you will work here and there. Well, I was kind of blown away when people said they had nine months maternity leave. I was like, what? That's so long. Because I'm in an industry where it was like two months you're back in. Yeah. I was always like blown away. I mean, I think it's great if you can take that, take it. Do you know what I mean? So I literally have never worked like I've never done my business without children I've always done it with yeah, kids because so I had, had Ethan so had young mold it, yeah you? so I've just had to it's just been just normal life to me so when I started off it would be my husband would walk through the door I would have had the kids all day I would literally hand him his dinner and be like there's your dinner see you later I'd go out to work so I would work from say half past five until nine ten o'clock at night and then I would do that every evening. I'd work every weekend. I mean, the toll it takes on your marriage is hard because we never saw each other. Yeah. And he used to say, I'm so bored. I can't go anywhere. I'm sat in the living room just watching telly. He was like, I'm so bored. But that was the only way I could do it. Yeah. And the thing where that we struggle. Yeah, yeah. And you do. You have to make sacrifices. Yeah. And it has been bloody hard mm. because we don't really have readily available childcare as well. Right. So, you know, we're, we kind of just have to man it between us. So if we want to do something, we take the kids. Like we went to Glastonbury, we took the kids. Like we just have to kind of get to that mindset that, do you know what? They're going to do it with us. They've had to fit into our life. Yeah. And so it's kind of been like that with the business. And so when I've been renovating, I've had to have them with me. And there are times where I've been like, oh my God, <laughs> because... 
I was actually messaging um, another um, business owner the other day and she was saying she was going into the salon and, you know, when she's had her kids there and she's like, oh, they're just pulling everything out of the cupboards. I'm like, God, I remember that when they were that stage. But as they then get older, like mine or play tag, they'll get on the... the um, I call them saddle stools. I don't know if you've got them in the yeah, salon. Yeah. But on the saddle stools, they're racing each other. And that's where it's like, you're like, oh, stop. I've spent a fortune on all this stuff in the salon. You've got to trash it. You just can't really concentrate. Your brain is always a little bit there and a See, little bit. my brain of being, you know, not a mother yet, I, I just think we'll just lock them in a room. Yeah. Just put them in a room oh, somewhere. Where you know, they can't hurt themselves or damage them. You know, just, just put them in there and be done with it. <laughs> I wish I had two little wallflowers that would literally be like, excuse me, mummy. Yeah, but yeah. But no. No, they're no. feral. Myla, yeah, but so feral. And Myla, she, so there's been quite a few times when I had the first salon, she used to come in there and it was all one level flat. Um, concrete floor and she had heelys these little shoes with wheels in oh, them yeah. she'd come flying in the salon and say my husband was coming in just to quickly pick something up she'd be like hi mummy and then she'd talk to my client and she'd be like hello what's your name have you got a dog what's your dog's sister's name like all these silly questions and I'm like oh my god I'm so embarrassed but luckily I feel like we've got a quite a, a friendly vibe in the salon my yeah, clients your, know your I have target market is yeah. probably around like you Same know. sort of people yeah, as me, yeah, yeah. you know, people that have children and, you know, and they're all very like, and, and a lot of my clients also came to my cabin beforehand and every now and mm. again, there might be a little knock on the door and they're coming to ask me a question. So, I mean, I must admit, we just, I, I think as well is, I mean, I get this question so much and it's probably because of my age. I'm sure other women do get this question, but it's the classic thing of when are you having children? Because, you know, they I feel like see, it's such a personal question. It's, isn't it? And I think it's the wrong question yeah. as well. You know, I mean, they, they look at, at myself. I'm engaged. I've been with Francis for six years. You know, lovely, lovely. It's a natural progression. I understand that. But at the same time, the reason why I think it's such a wrong question to ask is what if I was trying to have babies? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what yeah. if I was desperately trying and I, 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 it just wasn't happening? Because I know a load of women and it's way more common than you think that with fertility issues and things like that and it might be something that I just didn't want to talk about yeah but yet we get asked these questions all the time just in our society it's mainly from an older generation and they don't mean any harm oh yeah no they don't mean any harm I don't no. even think it enters their head no and the thing is is like but also another one is what if I didn't want children yeah. Because that's another thing. And it's amazing. If somebody says they don't want children, it's amazing how many people go, oh. Yeah. Well, I've had a few clients that have said to me, I don't want children. And I love talking to them because yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a conversation that more people need to have. I think a lot of the time it's, oh, society tells us to have children and all the rest of it. But actually, if you don't... If, if you don't want it, you don't want it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and what? I feel like the longer you wait to do it as well, the more people are like, oh, Christ, don't do it. It's really hard and it's this and it's that. And yeah. it kind of makes you go, oh, well, like, I know it's going to be hard and I might just wait a little bit then because mm. I want to do this and want to do that and get it out of the way. But I feel like it it just slots in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's that thing of, um, you know, children should fit into your life. You don't fit into yeah, your children's 100%. life. 100%. And that's been said to me quite a few times. Um and I've kind of logged that in in my brain. Um, you know, I, I, for example, I'm just the glorified auntie. You can imagine how many yeah, siblings, nieces and nephews I have. And I love that role. You know, I really do because I do like giving them back. Yeah, definitely. Know, for now. But I don't, I mean, I think what it is, the whole thing about motherhood is that there's so many different types of mothers, including the mothers that aren't yet. So I'm a mother that's not yet. You know, so 
I think sometimes I'm looked at like, oh, she she's almost this stern boss, bitchy woman because she doesn't have a family but, to and share. And I, I get what you're saying with that because I feel like sometimes being a mum softens, people think it softens you mm. because it's like, oh, she's she's got kids. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they probably huh? won't see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I get, yeah, I totally get that. I can see what you're saying And also there. because I don't have kids, I'm just sort of this stern person. But no, it's my choice. And you like know. when someone says, oh, it's a family business and you kind of picture them with their little family, it's how I put food on the table mm. for my children. You're still doing exactly the same thing. You're still putting food on the table. You're still got yeah. to pay your bills. You know, it's still a family business. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get it. I mean, I suppose one of the questions I had to you was, which is harder, raising Ooh. children or opening a business? Oh, I know. Equally as hard, I think. Is it? I feel like they're hard and different. In fact, I feel like they're very similar in a way of like... Well, my thing, just because what I always had in my head is that I feel like if you can open a business and you can have kids... Yeah. Because you experience oh, that yeah. type of stress. I do feel like is they're that very right? similar. Have I got that right? In, in ways of like, for example when I wanted to open a salon and I sort of chatted to people about it and they're like, people that have had salons are like, don't do it. You know, like when you talk to people about kids and they're like, oh, don't do it. They keep you up all night and, you know, they're mm. sick and they poo up the back and, you know, they just don't sleep. You kind of get, they, they almost give you all the bad bits. Yeah. But you go and do it anyway. And it's just a learning curve. Like the whole way through, you're like, oh, okay. I didn't realise that. And it's just, and everything's, like with the business, there's things that come up all the time, different things that happen, and you're like, okay, I've got to deal with this situation. Same with raising children. How the hell did you open a business and have two young children? Do you know, it's going to sound really awful when I say it out loud, but sometimes it was actually my break. So for me to be working and not be mummy for a bit mm. was, like, good for me. It was good for my brain. Like, I take my hat off to stay-at-home mums because... I don't think I could do it. I'd lose the plot. I had to get out and I had to have like adult interaction and, right. you know, just get out and my brain just not be thinking about nappies and, you know, weaning and what time's yeah. the next bottle. And you forget, my sister's got a little one who I think she's like five months now. And it's insane, like everything you've got to remember. And I think, God... I forgot what, of having a having a yeah, baby. Yeah, just remembering. Okay, so every like three hours, there's a bottle. Then it's a bum change. Then you start a routine, and then you're doing like the bath time, and then you want to make sure you're giving them tummy time, and yeah. like all that stuff, and and then everything. It it is it's mental, really, because you forget that you did that, and you forget how hard that was. I suppose it's like when you forget. Um, I forget the amount of stress of when we first opened. Yeah. You do forget about that. It's a yeah. So all those really hard yeah, yeah. things and any moment of your business where you've sat there and gone, sod this, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I can't cope. You know, this is too hard. Then you'll have an amazing week and you're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever and I love it. Yeah. It's exactly the same as parenting. I feel like there's times where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. You know, my daughter went through having night terrors and she just wouldn't sleep and we tried absolutely everything. And then one day it just stopped. And now I'm like, oh yeah. And I literally haven't thought about it until this conversation. And that's what I feel like with the business as well. Mm. So the hard times are quickly overshadowed by the good times. Right. So, I mean, your mum guilt is probably the normal level then. I think so. And you're probably a bit hard on yourself. And I and I do surround myself with very similar mums to mm. me that are very open about, Christ, this is hard. Yeah. You know, and they, they're very, like, open about that side of things. And I and I like that because I I would struggle it's to kind of surround real. yeah to surround myself with people that it was all sunshine and rainbows because it's not 
there are yeah. sunshine and rainbows moments. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's nice to talk about the. I hard did. Bits I did too. have a client, and she. Uh, she. I think this is a few years ago now. She had a kid, and um, I said, "Oh, you know, how's Jaunty or whatever his name was." And uh, she goes, I love the pick Jaunty as a name. Oh. <laughs> so bar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, "Oh, he's a dickhead." Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, oh. Okay. And you're like, oh, are we allowed to call our children dickheads? Well, I went with her. I was like, why is he a dickhead? Yeah. You know? And I think it's that it's that thing of I, I love it when people are honest about that. You know, like as a, as a mum of yet, you know, to yet to have children, I want to hear about that stuff. Yeah. I want to know about that sort of stuff. Because, I mean, I'm lucky. I have plenty of sisters and brothers who have had children. They t- give it to me freaking real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and I think it's important to talk about that. I think one of the hardest things for me was, and this sounds really stupid, is it so affects your memory. There's times... Mummy brain. Yeah, and that yeah. is that is 100% a real thing. Is it? And it because doesn't go. Really? Yeah. Everyone... But see, I think is, it's just an excuse for people just to be a bit meh. Okay, so imagine what you've got in your brain right now. Everything you think about, you know, like when your car needs an MOT and taxing yeah. and, you know your house stuff and buying a house and all that stuff that's going on mm-hmm. and then all your salon stuff as well and paying yeah, wages and doing that intense. all on time then start thinking about okay so little jaunty has to get to football <laughs> practice and then you've got I couldn't I can't think of another fancy bath name to say for a little girl but do you know what I mean like you would have to be thinking about them they've doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and optician's appointments and you know my kids do Swimming lessons, football practice, which he does a couple of times a week. Um, brownies. Uh, brownies doing, still going. Brownies still going strong. Go brownies. Yeah. Gymnastics, like all of it. Okay. She so does the scheduling like of everything is Stage intense. coach at the weekend, like everything. And you've got to remember all of that stuff. And then don't forget that, you know, they've got celebration assembly on a Friday and then they've got like all this stuff. Oh, and don't forget that it's World Book Day and you've got to pack them, you know, a special outfit. And oh, just full on, oh, isn't it? And then the guilt when you, you're driving to work and you think, oh my God, I've forgotten to give them a pound for Mufti Day or whatever. And then you're like, I'm the world's worst parent. Like, touch wood. I haven't sent them in in uniform on a on a non-uniform day or whatever yet. Oh, that that happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Martha yeah. and I we were staying at our dad's that weekend, and we were saying, you know, Dad, it's a mufty day. It's not a mufty day. It was closed. That was it. It was oh, okay. an inset day. Yeah, yeah. And he thought we were trying to skive off school, and he drove us to the front gates all in our gear and all the rest of it. Oh, it's and it the was fear. Sharp. Yeah. And I was like, do you reckon it was fear? I just think, well, maybe he had dad brain. Dad brain, yeah. yeah. And this, I'm very lucky because my husband is very organised. Right, he's on it. And he will be like, don't forget. So in the morning he'll be like, right, don't forget. You've got, There's a pound there on the side for Ethan and there's this for Milo. And, the, and he's very much like... Oh, that's a good one to get. Oh, he's so, so organised. I couldn't do it. And all of my um, like mum friends always go, Christ, I wish my husband was like that. Because he is and very organised. Do you do the whole, when they've got a nativity, do you make the costumes? Because there's this whole thing oh, no. now. Don't no. be stupid. <laughs> no, is it an Amazon no, job? No, my sister. She's like the most creative oh, person brilliant. in the world. Yeah. So oh, I will okay. go to her and be like, I need right, Letty, how do I do this? Yeah, she'll just do it. She knows her stuff. Oh, wow. Even my kids just bypass me now and they just phone Auntie Letty. Right. Just, they, just, they just know <laughs> mummy can't stay. <gasps> Mummy's good at other things, but just not that. Okay. <laughs> Bless them. Well, I think we should round up our mum guilt episode uh, and let everyone know that it's completely normal. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed listening to us today. If you want to follow more of mine and Emerald's day-to-day life, please follow us on Instagram. 
I am at Matilda underscore Heather. And I am at Emerald.Florence. And we'll see you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. If you like listening to our podcast today, feel free to subscribe, share, and if you've got something nice to say, leave a review.